up witches welcome to my show i am super excited to announce the launch of my official patreon account by supporting me if you love my show or enjoying sup witches you can have the chance to become an active participant in my creative process as a member you receive exclusive content community access behind the scenes updates and the pride of fueling work that matters to all of the witches community from the most basic level as a basic witch all the way up to an enlightened master. I give you different opportunities to work with me one-on-one -on -one and become more intimate in the sub witches community. I will link the content in the show notes to check out my Patreon account and I hope you will consider supporting the show. Have a wicked day. Rest and rejuvenation card in the reverse position. There's anxiousness and confusion around what to do, where to go, how to be, what it looks like, okay? Um, typically, when this card comes up in the first position, it means that there's an element of surrender that's necessary in order to start moving forward, and, and like which we talked about, I think, last time. Um, so maybe that's still an element of concern about what it looks like for you to be able to move forward, um, to actually move backwards. Now, we are in a period of retrograde. So retrograde eh, has been really strong this season. Um, it's been like a fucking son of a bitch. Like, just, <laughs> like, even in my own life, like this last like week and a half, I've been like, what the hell is going on? Um, so in this process, it's been kind of like a slowdown, a reverse, a going backwards, re-evaluating, not cutting corners, doing things that are not um, the shorthand of settling of what it is that you need to do. Um, to give you an example, yesterday, um, our tire went flat, like while we're out in the middle of driving or whatever. Um, so we had to get a new tire, but I should have gotten a new tire like a month ago. And so instead of me taking care of what I needed to take care of, I waited and then the whole thing fell apart. Um, our, one of our other cars got towed, <laughs> um, which we were buying. What the heck now? Be quiet. <laughs> which we were buying from my father, but my father wouldn't um wouldn't re-register to give us the title he couldn't find the title so he had to re-register in order to get the title he won't do it so because he didn't do his due diligence when he was supposed to um when the car got towed we didn't have the registration in our name so then we had to like he had to go ahead and get it out but he didn't want to give over his license so now i mean it was end up being an illegal tow anyway so he has to go to the police but he's going to lose this car mm. like the repo place is not going to give it back. Like it's a whole thing. So now we're down to one car. Like it's just like a bunch of shit, like stuff like that. Um, I was in the hospital for two days, like just for like scary random stuff or whatever for the baby. Um, just shit like over and over and over all happening at the same time, which I'm sure you can identify with. This is this time period of saying, okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> and making sure that when we move forward, we do things the right way instead of cutting corners in order to do it the easy way. Okay. All right. I still want to hear about this conversation you're having with your boyfriend. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All the things. Yes. Masculine, feminine, and heart energies. All right. So we have on the left side the anxiety card and the feminine energetic. So you about receiving having internal anxiety about that. We talked about that last time as well. So still kind of reading on the monitor that um, when you're having to be in this position where you're not in control and you're having to like be in relaxed position, <laughs> the, 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 the clenches come out. Um, it's in your feminine energetic. So this is a time about receiving, not a time about doing. 
Um, unfortunately, that's not the answer you're looking for. <laughs> you're like, what should I do? Um, universe is saying, again, we're still trying to get you in a place where um, you're introspecting what it is that you actually really want, getting to a place where you're ready to receive what it is that you really want. I believe last time we talked about the love aspect and you having fear of commitment because you're afraid of letting someone in and letting someone have that um you know, relationship that plays in your life or whatever. So, you know, cause fear, fear of losing it. So that anxiety around receiving is, is still very strong. In the middle position, we have the caring connections in the heart and in reverse. So this relationship is something that's like really important to talk about today. Um, and it comes underneath rest and rejuvenation when it's in the reverse position. Typically it means that there's a separation happening. That's the easiest way to read it. That's not the ultimate way to read it. Typically there's some element of which, what do you say? <laughs> I, you said separation. I'm just like, what? <laughs> no. um, it doesn't mean that there's actual separation. Um, it means that there, there could be a separating of the way in which you're able to delineate, like how you feel about it. There can be ways in which you're separating old extra mentalities that weren't working for the relationship before. Um, this could be like you separating yourself from this commitment issue. Uh, it can mean a, kind of a lot of things. <clears throat> it can also mean there are disbalances in your feminine and masculine energy where you're not connecting with yourself holistically in that energy. So, but this is in your heart energy. It can be all of them or none of them. Um, it's usually one of them. Let me will say that. <laughs> but there's some element of you in which you're, you're still in this process of disconnecting from this um, holisticness that you're really searching for. This can actually be representative of um, that kind of like you trying to separate yourself from him and the move or like, no, you can't come with me or, you know, that kind of element as well. Now on the other side, the seventh chakra Archangel Uriel, this is your intuition, uh, and your masculine. So you feel very comfortable about like being able to go into your intuition and make decisions when you're able to be in a due position, a super anxious when you have to do it in your feminine energetic position. So it's like you about balance, which is interesting because this is what this card is. So balancing the feminine and masculine energies and getting to a place where you're accepting both, where you can be in a position of, um, it's just time for peace, you know, not to fight with yourself so much anymore. Okay. Next two cards are clarifiers. Mm, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. So we have the broken heart card in the reverse position underneath the anxiety card. So in the feminine energetic, you're breaking your own heart. So this is not about the fear of him breaking your heart. It's like, will you be doing something that will break your own heart in this process of what it looks like to kind of progress in this relationship? It can also mean that you're in a position where you're finally ready to be over the heartbreak. So I am feeling anxious about receiving, but I'm just kind of done with like feeling this way. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to open myself up and actually feel and really receive real love. Because on this side, you have the woman holding the heart card underneath the seventh chakra. Uh, Uriel card. So in this masculine energetic position, when you are following your intuition, you're in this position where you're ready to receive love. So this is this card reading is largely about love, Interesting. <laughs> um, largely about this, probably this relationship, but aspects, not just the relationship, but how you're dealing with yourself and your intuition about, can, can I trust someone? Can I open myself up to someone? Can I really lean into what love looks like? I have this really amazing person who, you know, wants to give me the world or whatever, and I'm still trying to, like, protect myself through that process. Um, the, this, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, this guarding that you're having is, like, either you're in this place where you're like, okay, 
I'm ready to really balance out and piece this out so that way I can have the opportunity to feel what it really feels like without being scared that it's going to be taken away. So I'm ready and willing to open myself up or I should, or at least we're just saying it's time, girl, it's time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. The next two cards. All right. So on the left-hand side, you have the cornucopia card. What is it you've always been waiting for? The harvest is near. The harvest is nigh. Um, this is your feminine energetic when you're opening up that broken heart and you're letting yourself be loved. You're finally getting the things that you've been working so hard for. I think you're working really hard for something else, like achievement, um, money, like a certain type of status or whatever. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you just really want to be healed. You really just want to be loved. You want to have peace. You don't want to have anxiety. You want to have rest. You want to have connection. And so on this side, you have man holding the coin. Hmm, I wonder who this is. <laughs> that one came up last time, too. Uh, next to women holding the heart. So this comes right after this one. So when you're ready to embrace what it is that you're feeling, you're ready to open yourself up to that. There's someone who's willing to contribute to that process, not just financially, but like emotionally involved or whatever. So it's important for you to follow your intuition in that point that you're getting to a place where you're listening to what it feels like to get what you actually want and kind of make, making like a better discernment of that. Um, not necessarily by what society says or by what you are trying to fill a void from more so about like what really speaks to your heart. Are you listening to your heart? So next is in the heart line. <laughs> this is so funny. Door to romance. <laughs> Door to romance comes up in the heart line. This is about letting yourself feel pleasure. Uh, this is about opening up in relationships, letting yourself feel in love. This is all in your material plane, honey. So if you could see this, we got cornucopia, which is like the harvest of the all the wonderful things that you've been wanting to come to fruition, finally coming up. The broken heart card in reverse meaning you're ready to get over this broken heart. The door to romance, I'm ready to open my, my door to let myself feel pleasure, let good things come in. Woman holding the heart, I'm ready for love. Man holding the coin, let someone come in and contribute to my life. Above that, carrying connections in the reverse position, am I willing and ready to finally make that connection? It's pretty strong. <laughs> um, so the material plane is like, I mean, I mean, gosh, goodness, maybe it's because it's Valentine's Day. I don't know. <laughs> this is a pretty strong love uh, deck here. Huh. All right. Next to our energies. No, excuse me. <sighs> you have the thinking man card on the on the feminine energetic position over the anxiety card. So when you get yourself out of a place of anxiety, it'll be very clear about what your mission and purpose is, because that's something that's very important to you and that you're trying to essentially rationalize and say, I got to focus on my job first. I can't be putting this relationship before my achievements. and I can't put this relationship before what it is that I need to do in my life or whatever. This needs to be primary. Um, but your basic human need is connection. Like you're like, if a baby's not being cuddled, it'll die. Right. So like you try, like there's almost like a, a feeling of weakness if you let yourself be loved. Like I don't want to be weak. I don't want to, like I have to carry things by myself. I don't want to be vulnerable. So that thinking man card comes with a lot of purpose, but it comes over your anxiety card. So it's like more about trying to figure out if that needs to be more of a priority. In this case, yeah, priorities are important, 
but what you're being dealt with right now is trying to deal with your heart. So while retrograde is pulling you back out of, like, it's like, oh, I got a job. No, I didn't get a job. <laughs> like, it's like, ugh, I was almost there to get that thing. And that retrograde is like, just kidding. We need to first get you to a place where you really honor what it is that you want, not just in your career life, but also in your emotional life. Um, the job that you took, I don't know this because you didn't tell me what job you took, but I would imagine that it was not necessarily the one that you were really like this, that cultivates what it is that you're moving pathwise for. So, cause I asked you, why are you going to get a job right before you <laughs> or like something that you wanted or whatever. So I imagine that that's something to do with that because essentially it takes you off your temple path. So the temple path card is ultimately where you want to end up. And that comes over your intuition card. So if you're not listening to your intuition and you're listening to your lack, it gets in the way of what it is that you're ultimately trying to produce in your life. Okay. All right. Next is in the heart line. Ooh. You have a jumper. <laughs> I can't bend over with this belly. Oh. All right. <clears throat> Woman holding a coin. Very important for you to make money. <laughs> yes. um, but it comes under any door to pleasure. So this is not just about money. This is about uh, what you're contributing to your own life and how you feel like you're the contributor. Um, and so that affecting some of your connections and affecting the way in which you're able to rest as well. This is not a bad thing. This means that you're, you're someone who's a manifester. You can bring things in for yourself and that's very important to you, but it comes underneath door to pleasure. So if you're not feeling it, it doesn't work. So like you, you're trying to bring in this money, you're trying to do this thing, but you don't, you're not inspired by it. You don't love it. It doesn't align with your temple path. Then it throws you off. It makes it harder for you to be able to make money flourish, manifest when you're not connected to yourself in that process of your intuition. Like, this, do I really want to do this thing? Yes, I could do this thing. I can make a lot of money at it, but it doesn't feel good to me anymore. So I'm bored or <clears throat> this doesn't serve my interest anymore or this gets in the way of the life that I'm trying to move towards. And so in this way, in retrograde, retrograde is asking you, Lauren, what do you want? Like, what do you really want? And getting very real and intimate with that, not settling for something because it's it's what's coming up or whatever. But what did you say you wanted at the beginning? And are you following the path for that? Okay. Okay. Let's try Oracle cards. I can't wait till we get all my shit for my office. <laughs> I have like a getting like this little desk thing that goes back here, so I can put. Yes. Definitely drawers because this desk doesn't have any drawers. Exactly. Now everything just on top of each other and it's driving me crazy. <laughs> All right. So we have the four. Okay. One, two, three. Funny. Um, I almost think you got those first two cards last time. Remind me if I'm wrong, but you got strength. The Magi, the Universe, and the Observer. Does it sound familiar? Mm, maybe Strength. Oh, Strength at the top position again. So Strength is awesome because it's like this is your focus. I want to be strong. <laughs> I want to be able to do it all. I want to do it by myself. I want to take this on on my own. Yes, we know you're strong. We get it, Lord. Okay. <laughs> but the Shadow is the Magi. And the Magi card is about... Um, you being in this place of uh, staying in fantasy 
and not necessarily sticking with like not reality but like the truth of what it is that you want when you're in fantasy it's like okay it looks like me moving to Tennessee and then getting this job and doing this thing or whatever sorry bro you can't come with me but I'll be fine that's a fantasy what's the reality of how your feelings actually are okay and what does it look like for you to be the alchemist of those things what does it look like you for you to call in those things? You have that power. You have that, not necessarily control, but the willingness to bring those things into your life, which then opens you up to the universe. Like essentially the universe, does the universe have my back? It all opens up an element of surrender. Do I have to do everything by myself or can I actually will things and with the, with connecting to the universe, my spirit guides, other people or whatever, do I have to do everything alone? And if you figure that out, that you don't have to do everything alone, it puts you in the observer position, which means that you don't take things personally. Rather, you take a step back and watch things happen for you instead of feeling like you had to muscle them in yourself. Okay. Yes, we know you're strong, but this is not that like retrograde is not the time for strength for you. Retrograde is the time for of release, uh, rest and rejuvenation. It's the time for you to let and allow for essentially observing to see how the universe works for you. In other ways, can you ask them, can you do this for me? Can you make this easier for me? I would like to manifest this thing. I would, what does that look like for me? And not necessarily live according to time and to scarcity. Okay. All right. Uh, choose between light and angel. Let's pick light. Okay. Number between one and seven. Seven. Divine Feminine. No surprise there. <laughs> All right. Number 31 says, shine your inner light on your desires. Look beyond the obvious and superficial into the heart of the matter. Peer deeper into the hidden and explore the mysterious. Remember your vast potential and unlimited possibilities that are available to you. It is time to trust your intuition, your inner voice, and your instincts. This may also be a time for stillness as there are unforeseen sources at work orchestrating a whole universe to bring intense and beautiful experiences into your life. Allow yourself to receive all that you want. You are the mother of all that you create. Nurture yourself and all that flows within and around you. There may be an impending marriage or birth around you, either physically or symbolically. The Divine Feminine wants you to know that there's always enough to go around, abundance everywhere, and embrace joy. Um, I feel like they're kind of like in your face. Because <laughs> <laughs> like that's basically everything that we just said. <laughs> All right. So divine feminine time. Okay. So as I wrap these cards up, then hold on, let me move this shit out of the way. Um, I want you to kind of tell me what's been going on and that relates to this reading. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I find it very intriguing that it's mostly a love card because I didn't know that would be a main focus since right now I, I've been dealing with a lot of feelings of depression and despair, especially the last week because I did finally get a job offer and I was super excited to start on Monday. And then last Monday I get a call and they're basically like, because you have points on your license, we cannot move forward with the job offer. So they basically revoked my employment, which oh, was dang. very disappointing. Um, and then two days later, I hear back from the dream job telling me basically they went forward with the other employee, um, the other candidate for employment. 
So feeling like I had the ground, like the rug ripped from my feet, I kind of feel right now like I have nothing to look forward to and that my purpose was kind of taken from me. I was just devastated and I was I feel pretty hopeless right now because I haven't had any income the last three months. And I remember I was praying to my father and I said, dad, if I get this dream job, I will not move to Tennessee. Like I'm staying here. If I get a job, I will not move. Um, Didn't get either of the jobs. So I'm wondering if that's me being redirected. And I also was feeling very discouraged because when I found out I didn't get the job, I was on the floor, hysterically crying. And I was like, dad, please come through. I really need to hear you right now. Like I feel very alone and lost and crickets, nothing. So that kind of broke my heart and, um, everything in my relationship is awesome. I've decided I'm not moving, um, mostly because of financial reasons and, um, one other reason, but Nick is honestly what's holding me together right now. Because uh, I do feel very, I feel a lot of angst and just um, scarcity and lack right now. And it's hard to just let it be when I feel like everything around me is not working out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Hear me when I say this. You're not going to believe me. You are in a incredibly beautiful spot right now. Okay. I'm not invalidating how you feel because I have been there multiple times, okay? Um, what I believe is happening to you is the reorganization of what, like getting real about what it is that you want and you getting that process of deeply manifesting it because the universe is not letting you agree to what your scarcity is telling you, rather trying to align you for what you really actually want, okay? Something very important that you said is that um, – when I got fired or let go from the, uh, the first job, then the dream job called and said they decided to go with the other candidate. Now, I had a feeling that you accepted the job that you didn't want. And so when the job that you didn't want said, we don't want you, and then you were like, okay, I still have this the dream job opportunity, what happened is something similar to what I said uh, when we talked last time about when, when we divert our energy and we settle for something that we don't actually really want, it, it – it lessens our ability to create results because we've created, we've decided to settle for something out of scarcity. So you told the universe, actually, I don't want the dream job by saying I accept this one, but energetically, I'm sure there was also part of you that was like, okay, I got a job. Yay money, but I don't actually really want this job. Okay. So your energy was also divided there. So you didn't get any job. And unfortunately that's that, that is my life in a nutshell. (laughs) when I don't acknowledge like what it is that I really want, wait for it. Like that, it's like that thing over and over and over and over. Um, so that is, I'm really sorry that happened to you. And I'm really sorry like that, like, cause I know how that feels and it feels like rejection and it feels like, okay, I'm not worthy or I'm not worthy enough or, you know, whatever. And all those things start to trickle. So I get that. Um, what's more also very important is that you said, okay, well, if I don't get this job, I'll go to Tennessee. And so then you didn't get the job. But then you said, I'm not going to Tennessee because of money, blah, blah, blah. Um, doesn't mean that you're not going to Tennessee. It just means like timing might be different about when you go, if you go, whatever. Um, Nick's holding me together right now. 
the reason why I think love showed up so much in this process or in this time period is to show you the value of this person that you're with. And while that may not seem like it's important in times of, of despair in times where things aren't going very well, it's, I think important very early to see how partner operates. How do they hold you? How do they hold space for you? How do they let you breathe? How do they, how do they show up for you? Um, how has he been through that process? Amazing. So is this someone that you want to leave high and dry? Or is this something that you've like, you've manifested really well in your life? I think my inner child, like the scared, traumatized, fearful part of me wants to just dip. Um, mm -hmm. But like my higher self definitely knows without a, a doubt in my mind that Nick is my divine sacred partner congratulations <laughs> it's so nice to meet someone like that <laughs> i know and I, I never ever thought it would happen in a million years for me i honestly thought i was gonna die without ever finding a true love like him so now that we've dispelled that myth um what's really awesome is that you're getting an opportunity to see that you are actually able to manifest really good things in your life so there is an aspect to you which is healing and integrating and allowing the universe to actually work in your favor so while this situation may look dire you have still learned how to manifest something really great so in this it should give you kind of a pat on the back of saying like okay I've grown in some ways that I've been able to, I haven't mastered all the areas yet, but I'm learning what it looks like to be able to manifest in really powerful ways. So I never thought in a million, billion years that I would have, and then I have, right? So I never thought in a million, billion years that I'd get my dream job, but you could. So the scarcity that you're feeling, like which money, let's talk about money, money issues, money blocks, like what that looks like. Um, this is, this is, this is the one that's hardest for me to talk about it because it's the one I struggle with the most. And so any scarcity, can you tell, talk to me about what it was like growing up money wise? It was not great. My mom works a minimum wage job, works her ass off more than anyone I know. Um, hates her job. Uh, my father was terminally ill, so he didn't work. So we were very low on the socioeconomic status pole. Um, always was told money comes hard. Uh, you have to work super hard for money. Uh, money doesn't come easily. Kind of money is bad. Uh, just watched my parents struggle a lot financially. Couldn't get the care that my dad needed when I was, uh, had my eating disorder. Couldn't go to treatment because of money. Just all around bad vibes with money. <laughs> so... <clears throat> For you, money has always been a source of stress. Yes. Um, so something interesting someone told me one time is they said, talk to money like money is a friend of yours. Because the way in which we view money is the way money responds to us. So money's never around. Money's hard to get. Money betrays you. Money for pe people who are evil. You know, whatever those tropes are, whatever, I like all of those myths. Try to get really intimate with figuring out what does that look like um because actually okay someone's telling me no 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 do it now okay all right so 
Um, you don't even have to write them, although it would be good for you to have that in front of you. Um, let's see. Mom works her ass off. Let's start there. Let's break that down. Um, there's a there's a belief that there is an a, an unequal investment of your time and your energy to be able to get not a very good payoff, right? Okay, so that translates to um, money's not worth the investment. But that would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. But you need it, so it's like I have to have it, but I'm not going to like what I have to do to get it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, she hates her job. So how would that translate for you? That you have to basically work your ass off just to get by and you shouldn't enjoy your work. You do work because you have to, not because you enjoy it. You shouldn't enjoy your work. That's, that's pretty potent. Which might be why you accepted that first job. <laughs> um, my dad was terminally ill and money was hard or it was hard to come by. You have to work super hard for money, which is similar. Um, money is bad. You said that. Money is bad. Why is money bad? What does it do to your family? It, it makes you not get what you need if you don't have money. I don't exactly no i don't think i believe money is bad but obviously that's a part of my conditioning yeah. due to my money box <laughs> yes and there's never enough yeah yes that's a huge one for me there's never enough yeah um i watched my parents struggle i couldn't go to treatment because of money so like money can affect my health lack of money can affect my health what else I feel like when it comes to money, some people are just get lucky, like they're born into wealth mm -hmm. and other people. And this is a, like a automatic belief. Other people like me just have to deal with it and won't have money. Mm -hmm. I never have enough because I wasn't lucky or born into it. Mm. Now that's a really strong one. That's a really strong one. Is if you believe that, then there was never any instance that feels like there's luck for you or areas where it can come easily. Okay. So these are all similar in energy. Um, so it's, it's not necessary that we need to look at all of them as, because as far as energetic signatures go, they're very similar. Um, but there's just not enough money and that, that it's not for you. Like money doesn't come to you. You're not uh, even worthy of money because you weren't born into it. You're not lucky enough to have it. So, um, Okay, so I can work with this because these are some very similar beliefs that I've had. <laughs> um, very similar to as far as upbringing goes. Dad works his ass off. Mom had to stay with four children. We just never had enough money to do anything, which is why I started working when I was 14, um, which I got my first car when I was 14, mm -hmm. started driving, uh, started taking care of my own finances, and said I will never because I don't want to be like my situation. Um, how does it feel when you see your account is under $100? I don't even look at my account. 
I don't want to know. <laughs> and I know that's not serving me. No, but uh, I understand. Um, but how, how does it feel when you look at it? Disappointing and frustrating, just discouraging all around. How are you paying for things right now? So I received, I was hit by a drunk driver, uh, 2019, which I now see as a blessing because I received a settlement for 16,000, which is keeping me afloat. That's all I have. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, now kind of a blessing. Yeah, exactly. All right. But I understand that scarcity of like, this is going to run out. So. Um, okay. So this is interesting. Uh, someone is talking to me and they're kind of saying like, there's very strong correlations between money and love mm -hmm. and very strong correlations, between, which I don't make that connection, but they're saying that it is for you. Um, this idea of worthiness as well, the way in which you feel, um, that someone says that when you do get a lot of money, it's almost like a sabotage. You won't save it or they'll be like, I have money to buy this thing mm -hmm. and kind of, not necessarily watch what it is that you're spending uh, to put you back in a space where you feel that lack. Because that's a familiar vibration for you. Yes. Um, which I understand because, man, Amazon is calling my name right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in this, it's, it's about the loop and creation process of what it looks like to have the difference between wealth and, and that worthiness that you feel. It's a similar thing with that with Nick where you were trying to push him away when you started to feel like he's giving me all the stuff that I don't deserve, I'm going to run. Um, similarly, like that job energy of like, I want to accept something that I don't really like that much because that feels familiar to what my narrative is telling me. Um, if you had instead dropped completely that other job and you were like, I just want to wait to see if I want to have the dream job, I wonder deeply if you would have gotten it because your energy wouldn't have been diverted towards some, you know, accepting this other one. Um, who knows what would have happened? Maybe there's different plans for you there, but I would have imagined that there would be something there. Um, okay. So just a little bit of story time. Um, for me, anytime I would see that my account was a little bit low, it would just anxiety. Like I would have damn near panic attacks. Then it would get to a place of numbness. Like, well, there's something that I can do. So, my account is overdrawn. I don't know what to do. Like, I guess I'll live off credit cards for a little bit or whatever. Um, same, similar things that money is something that has to be hard. It has to be worked for like this, whatever. So even though I had enough money, the way in which I was earning money was very different. I was being very, it's photography, very physical work. Uh, I always worked for the business. The business didn't work for me. Um, there were ways in which I was like always trying to figure out how to do work differently, but couldn't get out of whatever cycle that I was in because it was what I was most familiar with. I could have decided, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I want to try, I want to try something else. I want to get into a different place. Um, I'm willing to give this, this stream of income up um, <laughs> in order to start to build a foundation for new money streams. Cause I don't actually, I've never, I haven't worked for a corporate job since I was 21, I think, but so I can't go back. Um, but I, I was unwilling to give that up because of the scarcity. It wasn't until COVID 
the COVID was like, hey, hey, just kidding. You can't do photography now. You can't be around people at all. That I had to switch. And I had to go through that uncomfortable period where there was no money coming in for about three months. About where you're at. And at some point, then I said, okay, there needs to be a shift. There needs to be a change in the way that I'm thinking about money. Now, that shift and change had already started. It started to open up uh, different ways of me being able to, to look at different job opportunities, but I was still tingling with them. I was still wasn't like sure I was going to actually commit. Um, so I don't know if you're in that place or not. But what I will say is, is that when I read this uh, book called Money, uh, A Love Story. Um, it's by Kate Northrup. I highly recommend it. <clears throat> she started saying, go look at your bank account every day. And I was like, no. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> um, because that relationship with what it is that you have and getting very intimate and dealing with those feelings is the first step and process of you becoming more intimate with money and having more of a relationship with money. It's very similar to a relationship that you check in on and check up on. I'm going to call my partner every day. I'm going to talk to my partner every day. Um, if you don't do that with your money, you lose touch with the relationship with it and it becomes further and further away from you as far as what it is that you feel like you're able to, to grasp onto. So um, without getting super personal, like I'm not asking this for my own knowledge, how much do you have in the bank right now? Like 20,000. Okay. So you're okay. <laughs> I don't right? know why it doesn't feel like enough, honestly. I feel like no exactly. amount of money for me has ever been enough. Right. So this is this is why I want to ask you this because the like for for a lot of people um you know like a thousand could have been enough for them. I can cover my bills, I can cover this, I can cover that. Right now you're in a space where you very comfortably I don't know what your debts are like or whatever, but you very comfortably could be out for six months. Okay. Why not use this time in, in this process to say, what do I really want to do? I have the ability to, to right now be able to relax a little bit based on like what, what I have in my bank account to be able to pay my bills, do what I need to do to relax. It's the narrative that's keeping you in this space of making me feel like you're poor when you're not. Okay. So like you're in a much better position than a lot of people that you may know or the people that I know. Um, and so in this space, having this padding, if it never feels like enough, then if you could have a million dollars and still feel like this, right? So it's the narrative that's like kind of essentially robbing you of any type of peace. This is why you have the anxiety card or the risk rejuvenation card of feeling like you can't relax. Uh, like, the, because almost work is more of the validation of your character. Work is the validation of your ability to be able to provide for yourself. Work is the validation of your masculine energetic. But right now you have the ability to be like, I can relax. <laughs> Maybe I'll work on some weaving project or art or something like that. Like if, if, if what, what would your dream job be if you could do anything? I would say um, it's hard, honestly, because I have two like completely different interests. Um, one part of me says work for the FBI. The other part says um, be a New York Times bestselling author. So completely Bet. different. Let's go with the New York Times bestselling author. Okay. okay. Um, and the reason I say that is because that's one of the jobs that you could do on your own, kind of. Um the FBI requires them to approve you and all that kind of stuff. So at some point, if you do come in that cross path, 
then it will be up to that application process, okay? But you deciding to write is something in this time period you ha you can afford to do, okay? So what would you write about? What, what do you envision? I want you to close your eyes. What is it? What does the, the front of this cover look like? What does it say? From fear to faith. What is it? Fear to faith. Fear to faith. I would read that book. <laughs> okay. So you open your eyes. Um, fear to faith. What is it about? It would be a autobiographical self-help book. Mm -hmm. About domestic violence and trauma. Mm. And moving into healing and love. Okay. This sounds like something I would definitely read. <laughs> okay. So, so what would that look like for you to bring that into fruition? Well, I guess one good thing that happened last week was I released my third book. Um, but for some reason I'm not super excited. I don't know why. Wait, what is it? Uh, it's a poetry book called Chasing Boys. Can I look it up? Of course. It's on Amazon. It <laughs> You're so cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I just, um, I just am kind of down on myself because I'm letting the disappointment of not getting the job kind of override the joy of my book coming out. So Yeah. Is it under your, your actual name? Lauren Michelle Coletti. C-O-L-L-E-T-T-I? Correct. No one ever spells it right. <laughs> I mean, I have it on here. Where is it at? I can't find it. Chasing Boys? Yes. It's on Amazon. I could always send you the link. It's also on their website, I think, but I don't know what that is. Oh, there it is. Oh, what a cute cover! <laughs> Thank you. Hold on. Oh, I don't need it now. I'm going to look at this thing. This is amazing. Oh, thank you. Girl, <laughs> I'm going to smack you. <laughs> you just released a book, your third book. You're, you're in this time period where you're not having to settle for a job that you don't want. You have the affordability. I, I didn't mean that on the spec. Yeah, I was just joking. Um, okay. You have the affordability of being able to take time to sit down and, and put something as beautiful as this together and, and, and really promote it and make it come true. But your energy is so diverted towards the scarcity idea that like, it's like the, almost like there's this belief. I can't, I can't make money from my books. I can't make money from my work. Like I have to, Commit to this other job thing, you know, stuff that that doesn't serve me very well. Instead of just being who I am, and like this is so powerful. This is like Nick coming into your life and being like, "Whoa!" After you've gone through all this stuff, here is finally the love that you deserve. You are you're going through all this stuff, and it's like you have in front of you this. I mean, I haven't read your book. Maybe it sucks, but <laughs> but. What I'm saying is, is that you have, you have the ability to be able to do that. Most people can't even get pen to paper the first time. You've done it three times now. Okay. And I understand the book, like I've written two books now and like, I understand the, the deal with like, sometimes it takes a while for things to kind of get off the ground, but could you put your energy into something you love 
and, and believe that it could actually bring you what it is that you need. Because like all of your narratives don't fit that, right? This makes sense. Like you have to work your ass off. You have to work at a job you don't like that, you know, that kind of stuff. So what it is that you're creating here, um, you don't promote or get excited behind because it doesn't, it doesn't technically fit the narrative. If you were to get excited and put your money, like your real thought, not money behind uh, your real focus behind it and say, this is a possibility of mine. This is, this is a dream. This is my desire. If you let yourself want what you want, you know, Ooh, what could happen, but it doesn't fit the narrative. So you have to change the narrative. You know, it's interesting. We just, um, we're getting ready to release this course and the course, which I'm so excited about, um, there's a big, a big module that we talk about desire and how in our, Unfortunately, in our society, there's so much talk about like us not letting ourselves want what we really want because we're so scared of the disappointment that comes behind it. Also being made fun of or like people being like, that can't happen. You can't be a best-selling author. You can't make money being a, a writer, Lauren. You have to get another job. That's just a hobby, you know, all those things. And you getting into a place where you're saying, you know what, I'm like, no, like everybody else can shut up, even myself. <laughs> And get to myself to a space where I believe in the work that I'm doing. I believe that the work that I'm doing is helping people. I believe that the work that I'm doing is adds beauty to the world. I, I, I get joy out of doing this type of work. If you don't get joy out of writing books, I don't imagine that you would have put up your third one. But here we are. Um, <laughs> here we are. So in this, in this, you looking at it and saying, like, it is, it is available to me for me to make money from my craft. Like, that's a new belief. Like, it's possible for me to make money from doing things that I love. That's a new belief. You're opening up a, a new channel of saying, like, this is something that I believe in. You know what? More than anything, someone is telling me, this has to do with you loving yourself. Like, you writing these books is a process of you also healing, right? Like, so a part of that process of healing is also you giving yourself, giving yourself what it is that you desire. So it's just the other component of, like, okay, you did the work. You did the masculine part of it, but are you ready to receive are you ready to let yourself be like, let me promote this. Let me, what's your Instagram? Um, my personal Instagram, the name is <laughs> Big Juicy Plum. <laughs> Wait, do you have a writer Instagram? Um, I have my podcast Instagram. So there's, really? yeah. What's that one? <laughs> Sup Witches Podcast. Self Witches? Sup, like Sup Bitches, Sup Witches Oh, yeah. Podcast. <laughs> which is, I like that. Thank you. All right. There we go. All right. Ooh, I didn't know about this stuff. Okay. I want to see more promotion. <laughs> I know. I'm so bad at marketing. I, I take that back. I need to work on my marketing skills a little bit. Every day in every way, I'm working in my marketing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not the best at marketing either. Really? Uh, I've just gotten really good at working towards it. Mm. Not, my, it's not my strong point, not my mm. strong suit. Um, but what I want to say is, is go, coming back to like what the reading says, the reason why I believe love came through so hard is because one, you're seeing someone show up for you and it's causing you to actually have to come into your feminine and energetic. Your feminine and energetic applies to all these areas because you're still trying to push forward and move and do and make happen and in order in accordance to your, your scarcity narratives. 
The scarcity narratives are super strong. Your scarcity narratives, and let me tell you this, just as a, a, a not a hopelessness, but a, a, as an aspect of relief, will never go away. Okay? They're, they're super hardwired for a lot of us. Um, they show up and show up and show up, and the universe often will continue to take us down a level of mastery in order to overcome them, to replace them. But they don't ever really actually go away. So I don't want you to ever give yourself a lot of big guilt trip about like, why can't I get rid of this thing? It's kind of there. It's ingrained in your foundational belief system. You're how old now? 26. 26. So 26 years of your life, you've been dealing with this particular narrative. I would beg to say that in two years, three years time, you're still not going to get rid of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. At some point you may, but even for myself in the last five years working through all money beliefs, like there's still times where it comes up. However, because of this level of mastery that I've gotten to, I've learned how to cultivate enough money quickly, uh, not in a scarcity mindset that I've been very comfortable. Mm-hmm. So let, let's see the last, just to be completely transparent. Um, since August, I've, I had about 20, almost 30 grand just kind of like put away. And I'm like, cool. I don't really have to worry about money that much. We bought our house at, took it in half. So I've got like, 12, 13 or something kind of sitting around. Um, now, because of this whole car shit, I have to buy a car. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to put a car. I don't want to see my account go below 10 yeah. grand. Um, so in my head, I'm going, okay, yeah, I know what this looks like, but I can make that back. Mm-hmm. Money is just energy. Yes. Like, I don't need to hoard it. It's just energy. So I know that there was another time period uh, earlier this fall where we had this massive expense or whatever. I had to pay like five or six grand, something like that. And I was like, okay, I need to make 10 grand this week to replenish what that was. And then there it was. So what I'm saying is, is that like, if we can release the narratives of the scarcity, that money is just energy. And the way money comes in is, is according to our own energetic beliefs, then we can replace those things and, and move forward in a way where we're not scared about what money looks like. In your case, your money is really tied to also your job. Mm-hmm. My money is not necessarily as much tied to my job um, as far as the way I see it. Um, but for you, you, this is a beautiful book. Like, why aren't you just like being like, yo, everybody like read my shit, um, making TikToks or doing whatever, I don't know, whatever you need to do. And it's a great title. I think it's a wonderful title. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to believe in something that you're doing for your talent and your desire as a mode to connect to the way in which you make your money, you have still have this hard set belief that it has to come from someone else. Someone else has to give you this access. Someone else has to, because I'm not lucky. Well, you are, you are lucky enough to be a great writer. You know, I'm sure you work hard at it too, but like, I'm sure there's some aspect of talent there, right. That everybody doesn't have like, that could be your money maker, and your and universe is going, oh, Lauren, <laughs> you have this thing. We gave you this thing. This is your money maker thing, you know. And you're like, no, I'm gonna go over here and like work at McDonald's. And you're like, no, <laughs> like don't do that. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Okay, this is also about a belief in yourself. Okay, um, the reason why it hurts so bad to lose both of those jobs back to back is because there was an element in which you were looking for validation from someone else. And you didn't get it. And this was for you to be, for someone else to say you're worthy. Um, Because you didn't need the money. Right? 
perhaps. <laughs> uh, in this element, I don't want to say the money because I don't know your expenses, but what I'm saying is, is that if you have the narrative that nothing is ever enough, then the way in which you will work yourself will be to death. You will never have a place where you feel satiated or safe or secure. Um, the way in which you're even with your relationship, you're still working towards that, right? He's giving you abundance of assurance and you're still in a place where you're like, mm, still dealing with the, the trauma, right? That's okay. It takes time. But when it comes, when it comes to your money and your aspect, it's almost a similar flex. It's almost a similar uh, thing that's operating. I still don't feel good enough to accept and receive this thing. I don't still don't feel good enough to be able to be in a place where I can say, I can stand on my books and say, I'm worthy of people paying me for this. A book should cost more. Um, but like things like that like are you allowing yourself to be in a space where you say okay I'm worthy enough of receiving this I'm worthy enough of letting like we we've been on what four phone calls now I never knew you had a podcast I barely found out you wrote last week you know what I mean like these are things that are that are element for you that could be could could be a big part of the way in which you shift not just your own awareness but the help for other people which, which I imagine would give you a shit ton of validation. I, th- I know that my podcast, when people come back to me and say, this has changed my life and it's helped me. And I'm like, what, how, how is it possible? You know, because I'm still dealing with those feelings of like, okay, I'm, I'm operating because the universe told me I have to. Like, this is what you're meant to do. You have to go in this direction. At some point, they kind of knocked me over the head. And I was like, I got it, I got it, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at some point, I, I still struggle with the idea that like, this is, this is my value to other people in their life and, or that I can help them in some kind of way. You know, I'm talking to you. I can get off the phone and be like, man, I hope that went well. I hope she got something out of it. I hope, oh, I hope she didn't think that was terrible. You know what I mean? I can still do that. The scarcity mindset still exists. There's narrative still exists, but I still, I do the work nonetheless, right? It affects people nonetheless. Right. And the same way, like you being able to move forward despite those narratives and saying, I would like to create a new path for myself where I'm able to create abundance, create gratitude, create openness, create creativity, to create a pathway to receive, where I'm doing something I actually really love. I'm with someone I actually really love. I'm in a pathway, I'm like, okay, yes, I can vision. If I'm if I'm a writer and I'm making some money off of YouTube and, and podcast and whatever, this this book, you could you could be a platform for a lot of people as far as traumatic relationships go. You could be talking about this kind of stuff. Like you could be a coach. You could be, you know, you'd be reading cards for all I know, you know, like there could be so many other ways in which you're making money towards the validation of what your gifts are. And according to also what your wounds are, like sometimes like the greatest thing that we give the world sometimes is out of our wound. Like there's a, a podcast. I don't know if you listen to it yet. Stop being um, ashamed of your wounds. It's your, it's your gift or something like that. I don't know. It's early. It's like in the twenties, I think, but it, either way, like you're, you're the thing that you're struggling with is often your greatest gift to give to other people, the way in which you're able to overcome that. So like, fuck those people who said you weren't good enough for the job. Say thank you. Okay, bye. Next. Because now it's opened up a pathway for you to say, okay, I have something here to offer the world that people would pay for. Like, you just have to believe it's possible. We're getting ready to open this course up. It's a $400 course. I had a hard time charging that amount of money for it. My friend Sharina was like, that's your money blocks. 
was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> he was like, this is worthy. It's six hours of content. It's a, it's good content. And, oh, no, that's my sister gone. Um, it's great content. And I was like, Ugh, if I didn't have her, then like, no, this is worth it. I would have charged like $175 for a course that should probably almost be $1,000. So in this aspect, someone else is telling me, okay, this is your worthiness, the money block area that says people won't pay for this. And it's like, if people won't pay for it, it's not for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like in that, like it's not worth the investment for them. It's not something that they need. And those aren't going to be your biggest cheerleaders because they don't value it. So in this way, I'm like, I have to stop operating out of that scarcity idea. Like same with, with my sessions. At some point, my sessions got to be too... There's too many of them. Like I was like, I need to raise my prices. Who's going to pay $220 for an hour to talk to me? Well, surprisingly, a lot of people. So, <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. Like you utilizing your wounding as your greatest gift and aspect is a way to, to be able to financially funnel things in. Because I think you very easily could be doing what I'm doing. No problem. Okay. And like you it would then do something that you actually like doing where you didn't have to answer to a boss where you could go live in Tennessee or Bali or wherever the fuck you wanted to live because homeboy's coming with you. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to put yourself in those limitations according to what your parents did. And, ooh, someone's talking to me. Okay, let me finish this thought. Um, and, and get to a space where you say, okay, like, I have the power and ability to shift my, change my circumstances. Will I let myself receive that? Like, you, it's, it's up to you. It's completely up to you. Okay. The thing that someone was interrupting me on is that that, that, that broken heart in a situation of desperation that you couldn't hear him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because, like, when we want something real bad, the energy of coming forward is, like, I'm still doing. I'm not trying to receive. You know, does that make sense? Okay. So when I'm channeling, when I sit down and channel, um... Or when someone's coming in or whatever, I have no expectation of what I'm trying to get out of that spirit or person. Um, your father may have very well been there, but you couldn't hear because you were expecting a specific message from him. Or like a specific feeling from him for it to make you feel better in some kind of way to let you, you know, know that he was around. Um, in some capacity, I know that you probably did feel him, but it wasn't to the strength of what you thought was necessary in order to make you feel better in that moment. And so, unfortunately, spirit, like, uh, they don't do that for us a lot of the time. Um, when I'm in a, in a real bad place and I'm kind of spiraling, I can't hear anything. Hmm. Like, I can't hear anything. Yesterday, we had a really bad day. And I was like, spirit, come on. I need you to, you know, shake things up. <laughs> Silence. Because <laughs> vibrationally, I'm not in a place where I can actually receive what it is that they're telling me. They have to reach so far down get to me vibrationally that it's it's really difficult to connect so i don't think that it, that he wasn't there i just think that vibrationally you weren't in a place where you could hear him okay, okay? now that has nothing that don't don't use that later lauren to be like oh, i'm not good enough because i wasn't in a high vibration in space no it's about like you saying okay universe what would you have for me dad what would you have for me what do you have to say with me um, I do ask for signs. Like, I don't always get signs, but I do say, like, um, hey, just let me know that you're around, you know? What does that look like? Um, and it could be really anything. That Someone else is telling me that you have gotten signs, but you explain them away. Hmm. 
Probably. Like, oh, that could have been this, or that could have been that, or whatever. So it's harder for you to receive some of those signs because you don't believe them when you get them. Is that true? Yeah, I, I typically do that, and I'm like, make it obvious, please. <laughs> so I know it's not just a light bulb going out. <laughs> a light bulb going out is pretty obvious, though. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's about, you know, like you being in a space of trust and letting yourself receive those things as subtle as they can be. Okay. Um, some, sometimes the signs are very subtle because that's all they can do. Yeah. Like energetically, you know, sometimes the space doesn't allow for them to make miracles happen and move doors and stuff like that. Um, there, I believe that there may be a spirit that lives in this house, um, that we moved into and I'm like, (laughs) I don't know about it. And there's some connection to that. We have a grandfather clock in here. Okay. And so there's some connection to that. And so the kids are always like, why do I wind it up? And I was like, Mm-mm, nope, nope. <laughs> David's like, I don't understand why you don't want to wind up the clock. I was like, no, that tick, ticky, ticket in the dong every, no way. Like I, when I'm in the house by myself, I don't want to hear that. And he's like, they, they don't get it, but I'm, I'm having an intuitional thing. I'm like, there's a connection to this item that has, like, if we turn that on, it's going to open up some stuff. Okay. I don't want. Um, anyway, so energetic connection. It's still, again, about you receiving. Your intuition comes in when you key into your feminine. Your your abundance comes in when you key into your feminine. So you shifting into this energy and saying, okay, during this time, let myself receive. I believe that you're going to actually be in a vibrational pattern to be able to receive more messages from your father. But not just more messages from him, more messages from spirit, from yourself, about what it is that you need to do moving forward. Right now, it's time to move backwards. It's time to say, okay, what have I not let myself do? Let me go back, replace what these beliefs are. Let me go back and do some cleaning, kind of, before I can move forward. It's to try to push myself into an area that's not. Ultimately, you could have gotten to that job and you would have started making money and it still wouldn't have been enough money. So then the way that they would have treated you and how hard you would have had to work, you would have been really unhappy. Like you would have made what? How much How much a week? Uh, It was 23 an hour. 23 an hour. Okay, so like... That, uh, after a month's work, I don't know what that would look I'm like. I'm so, like, <laughs> so bad at math. So bad at math. But yeah. Uh, so, so even if it was three grand a month after taxes, 2500 such, you know, like, would you have felt like that was enough? No. And then, you know, giving up your precious time, you could be writing this bestseller. <laughs> you know, at some point, yes, I know you have to have like feasible work, but maybe sit down this week and you really sit and think about what it is that you want moving forward how do you want your life to look what would your work day look like if you work for yourself what would it what would that feel like to be able to make money from what it is that you do from your experiences what would it look like how, how much do you want to make you know like it's been a, long, a while since i've done a manifestation exercise with money because it's just been coming in which has been great um but it's like oh if i could make more what would that look like what are my goals as far as that goes what would it look like to not have to think about it like Right now, I'm providing for, I'm not providing for David, he's out working, but I make a lot more money than he does currently. And so, which which is okay, because it's like, I don't have, like, he adds so much value to my life in other ways that I'm like, I don't give a shit. So, in this way, there's no scarcity uh, about what's what's being made or what's not being made, because it's just, it's just there. But because I've been able to not, not master completely, but get to a place where it's like, money just comes in. That's my belief now. Money just comes in. Money comes in. It like I've I've found ways to automate systems where people can book online, never have to talk to them, and then I just see PayPal, 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 PayPal. 
on my phone. Like money just comes in without me having to do anything until after. So like you could set that up. You could start that process. You could get that rolling for yourself in some kind of way. So making whatever that looks like for you though, because it has to be the same as me. Making that I want like a vision board or explanation or some some kind of written outline of like what that would look like for you with with the replaced beliefs. And real quick, because I have another appointment here, um, what how did the conversation go with Nick? Uh, very difficult, but it's gotten so much easier. Um, he really is, I don't know where this kid came from, heaven. He is a saint and just, uh, he just holds space for me that I feel so safe talking to him. He's honestly like out of this world. <laughs> so it went great. I love that. You deserve that. Thank you. Know you. That, right? Thank you so much. You know that? You're getting to know that? I'm getting to know, yes. 